In this week's SME Corner with MoneyWeb, we speak to the founder and group chief executive at the TM Group, Debohoma Fordi. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Tell us about TM Group. What exactly is it that you do? Okay. Uh, STM Group, um, we are a company. Um, I always say we are a company that is far from a traditional construction company. But however, we are an innovative um, construction and property development company because um, we the kind of company that uses technology or alternative building technology into the construction space. All right. You know how people will build using your old traditional bricks? Mm. Uh, we go um, out of finding alternative ways of building without using bricks. Ah. Um, sometimes or even coming up with innovative structures um, that are new in the market and others that are not really um, well vested within the construction space. How did that come about, uh, using the alternative and innovating into that particular space where a lot of people are in construction in South Africa, so you have to come up with a bright idea? No, I mean, personally, I used to be um, originally um, in the IT background. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to run an IT company um, myself. Um, ah. I was actually self-taught IT um, person. So I was um, discovered by the former president that actually sent me to school to go study information communications technology. But however, I've always been fascinated by buildings and you know how certain structures uh, are put together. So mm. now I wanted to actually be in a position to uh, take on the bull by its horn. But obviously construction being in a difficult industry to get in, um, I think I just decided one time to say, you know what, I'm really fascinated by this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I want to do and, and I'm going to do it. I actually tried out with my own house. I remember I bought my first property um, for at the time I was still earning about 2.5. I remember my friends even at the time when they came to see my house, they asked me, say, dude, what did you buy? Yeah. For a moment, I thought, oh, you know what? I've made the biggest mistake of my life <laughs> <laughs> um, buying that property because it had a shakes outside. Um, it had people that were selling Mbamba there and All that right. were drinking. So for a young person, obviously, it's not really an ideal kind mm. of a first house situation you want. Obviously, it's either a townhouse or things like that. But mm. I managed, obviously, to turn around that house and eventually, I mean, sell it at four times the value of the house that I bought Wonderful. it for a few years later. So I realized that I really love this and it's definitely something that I want to grow in. What did it take then to start your own company because you're not a rookie you had an IT company and now yeah. you moved into construction yeah. what did it take out of you to start um, I mean for me it, it, it took a lot I mean um, a lot of learning mm-hmm. um, but for me obviously it's something that I'm very passionate about learning in such a way that I'm a self-taught in most of what I do Yeah. Um, so now what I did is that obviously I took it upon myself to actually be in a position to learn um, the industry the ins and out uh, what it has to offer and, and what one needs to do. I even went to an extent of being involved in a learnership ah. um, that was paying me a thousand five to be in it yeah. to actually learn about um, the ins and out of construction. I remember certain people that we started with, uh, they were like, no, why want to be in a learnership? What are you going to do with a thousand five? Because mm. that's your full tank mm. uh, practically in your car. But I looked at the bigger picture of what I opt to take out of it other than the monetary aspect of it. I mean, right now, how many times do I multiply that mm. money? Now, talk to us about how the business has grown from the initial starting phase to mm-hmm. where you are now. What gains have you been able to see? And we've managed to, to, to do amazing stuff, um, you know, with, with this business. Um, I mean, we've managed to acquire properties. Um, you know, right now we're big in the 
um, you know, township development space, you yeah. know, where we're buying properties in the township and we're actually developing those properties um, to actually be in a position, you know what, um, to get them, you know what, uh, investment capital mm-hmm. um, to actually even improve the economy, you know, and the value of properties uh, in the township. We've not only obviously looked at pro- township properties, we started off mainly in the townhouse space, but yeah. I realized that, you know, this thing of townhouses, buying one townhouse, renting out, um, you don't really make a return. So we've made mm-hmm. a conscious decision as a business to say we don't invest into any uh, property or any business that's not looking at giving us returns within the first five years All right. um, of it. So we kind of got in and grew in in that space. Now we're currently in, uh, being exposed within the industrial aspect of property, within uh, the retail aspect of property. Mm, mm. And we're looking after, I mean, some of the properties for some of the banks that, that um, we have today from an insurance uh, perspective, obviously, as well as far as their property portfolio. Somebody needs to maintain those properties and guess who's maintaining them? It's us, yes. you know, and in that way as well, it's giving us enough capital to actually acquire some of our properties mm. that we're buying distressed properties, some of the inner city buildings um, that we're actually buying and we um, getting them, uh, you know what, um, we pump money or capital into them yeah. to actually sometimes even convert them into rental um, properties because obviously most of us, um, at the end of the day, we might be professional, whether you're a broadcaster, a businessman mm. or whatsoever, we all need a roof over our head we do. Uh, to actually go to. So that's the strategy that we've realized to say, no, you'll never run out of business looking at residential property. That's the space that we'll focus on as a business. How then has the business been received so far? It's a difficult industry to be in. It's relatively uh, high capital uh, intense. Mm. Um, and sure, um, I think, I don't know, one of the things that I've realized, um, we're not intentionally wanting to make this a racial issue, but mm-hmm. you realize that this thing is not in, uh, designed to benefit a black child. Um, I mean, I've recently just got back from the Sapua um, conference. Okay. I mean, where you realize that um, 90% of attendees there, it's 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 white people, mm. it's old people. Uh, one, the industry has not transformed, mm-hmm. and two, the industry has not, it uh, doesn't have young black players um, in it. And right now, there's so much that is happening in this space. And obviously, with banks, sometimes they don't even finance you, but they'll finance your employee yeah. um, to actually be in a position to acquire property. So it's something that definitely I think needs serious transformation. And we're definitely, obviously, uh, creating trends in the space because um, right now we're going to be launching as well our own um, development that we're doing intentionally in the township. But instead of going the old traditional way, we're using shipping containers All right. um, to actually build this entire development, you know, up class um, it's got I mean the project's called the Egasi Urban Lifestyle all so right. we, we're all about introducing lifestyle into the township because mm. I mean lifestyle is a big business in the township but you look at all these um, you know restaurants mm. um, you know lifestyle places night uh, clubs and yeah. everything that are in the township there's so many millions that are rotating them all of these people need a place to want to sleep. Most Young professionals obviously, whether being bankers, whether being broadcasters or things like that, mm-hmm. they're working their jobs, so they're earning seven, eight thousand. They cannot afford to go get a townhouse. Yes. At the same time, they don't want to stay home with mommy, yeah. but they want a decent place where they could have a girlfriend over or mm. friends over. And still looks and, nice. And still looks nice. Yeah. So those are the market that we're definitely looking after at this point in time. What challenges have you faced in this journey? Uh, capital, definitely. Mm. It's, 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 it's one of the major challenges um, that, that we face. And 
more than anything, uh, land ownership. Um, you find that some of the land or some of the properties that we want to acquire, they are actually white-owned. Some of the people, they're sitting in the States somewhere, owning these buildings, yes. owning this land. And when you want to come and buy that land, um, they're willing to give it to you. But for as long as, you know, you've got your white friend that's making that phone call, wanting to mm. actually, um, you know, sell you the property. Some of them, they sometimes they may they realize that you're black. Um, even though the, you were, you had maybe, let's say, started conversation and things like that, they start losing interest. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's one of the challenges that I think are majorly, um, you know, in this industry, transformation and capital, it's definitely, you know, at one of the key, um, you know, at challenges that are, um, you know, playing a major role in mm. this industry. Mm. Yeah. What then are your views on uh, the current SME space in South Africa, the pace at which it's going at? Uh, do entrepreneurs have enough support or is there more that still needs to be done? Oh, um, the SME space in South Africa, there's still so much that needs to take place. Um, I'll make an example. Market access, it's a huge, um, you know, um, you know, opportunity um, that 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 is failing entrepreneurs. Mm. You know, right now um, you find most of us SMEs, uh, we struggle with market access. Yeah. Because there's SMEs that are having brilliant ideas out there, brilliant concept. Mm. But right now, the minute they start knocking, the, the market is not open for them. Right. You know, and to some extent, you know, um, we like discrediting the likes of government, but I must say, you know, somewhere, somehow, um, we must give government credit to at some extent because they're the biggest procurer and not only the biggest procurer, but I've realized that government is most likely the one that is willing to give you an opportunity mm-hmm. uh, than private sector. You mm-hmm. know, with private sector, it will be individuals. If you're working in individuals, you're dealing with individual spaces. and all yeah. But now when you come to corporate South Africa, um, that's where red tax is at, you know. Mm-hmm. That's where obviously small businesses are struggling to get in. And right now, obviously, you need to as well be having these three, the new triple BE codes that mm-hmm. are there to actually be benefiting or really transforming the industry. But you find as well that there's a challenge um, that, you know what, if you don't take certain box or you don't have a certain person endorsing you or recommending right. you, then from there it really becomes a challenge. I think obviously, once the market access is sorted, definitely the issue of opened uh, access to capital Um, it's definitely I mean one of the things that we need to look at um, as far as South African SME space um, is concerned. If ever I think we can sort out to those things. And one thing that I've realized is well, we don't trade with each other. We see each other as competition. Right. Um, you know, we see each other as, you know, and, and Rona, I don't know whether is it a culture thing or whatever. Mm. We like holding on to information, right. you know. And and I love opening up information. I love sharing information. I think I'm one of the most, um, you know what, uh, open people mm-hmm. as, as, as far as information is concerned. I'll tell you where the opportunities are. I'll tell you where yes. the money is and I'll tell you who to re- even require but you, I realized for me I always say treat people the way you want to be treated I'm open about it because I want people to be open to me yes. but you find sometimes people will want to and hold on or lock on to an opportunity that it would even not even benefit them and it's something that you uh. need so I think those things, once those things I think are sorted, I think we've got potential um, as, as South African SMEs to actually grow and play at the global scale because we don't like playing at the global scale. We like playing locally, locally yeah. you know, and yeah. that's why obviously 
we fascinate with people as business to say as small as we are we've managed to do africa a business mm. in africa we're even setting up offices in california you know eight months of last year i've spent in the state we're busy sorting those things out yeah and it's because right now there's so much a market that is open for us out there and sometimes it just even takes you even being being the middle person being you know what mm. um the lobbyer you know of opportunities or that door to you know to local footprint and for us we don't know those things we don't take advantage of it we like complaining there's no money there's no opportunity there's things like that but sometimes we don't knock on doors uh-huh. and actually ask say, what can you offer me we don't knock on doors and actually say what can you do for me right. that i can't do for myself as a parting shot how would you advise anyone looking to start a business it is a, a serious jump it is something that in south africa we are not taught how to do you have to be self-taught like yourself yes. how would you advise someone in that position okay i mean i'd advise to somebody to say it take start Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you want to do. It doesn't matter the magnitude start. The problem with us, we worry about money. And uh, right now, worrying about money, I always say, uh, worry about ideas. Mm. Money follows ideas. You work on that idea. You work on that business model. Money will chase it. Yeah. You know, do not care whether you don't have money to do. Some of us, we took starting. Mm. You know, I've did things that I've had to do for the very first time I have not done, yeah. but I've managed to turn them into gold. Because I even go in extra mile to actually find out how something is done. It takes you to start for you to learn. It takes you to start for you to open up that door it takes you to start to actually make success out of something small great advice thank you so much for your time thank you that was the founder and group chief executive at the tm group debohoma 4d in this week's sme corner right here on moneyweb